Sunangelo Time is brought to you in part from listeners like you. Thank you. And thank you, B-Dog. It is... Don't adjust your sets. It's Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Saturday evening. November or yeah, November sixth is the date. Um, Who are we? We I'm Mark and Angelo. This is my wife Sharon. She's the uh, the star of the show. Oh, thank you. Well, it's your podcast. I'm just along for the ride. Well, I mean, I'm your I'm your resident board up and button pusher here. Yeah, I need an engineer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because if, if 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 you knew how to do this, you wouldn't need me, right? Right. So what would I talk about? I don't know. Myself? What would you talk about? I huh? don't know. So um, we should say that the the reason we're doing we usually traditionally do the podcast on Sunday, although right. there's been a time I think fairly recently we did one on a Monday or something. So mm-hmm. um, sometimes you gotta just you gotta you gotta punt. Up. So and we're punting this week. What? Yeah, why don't you just pop it in the news? Yes, ma'am. It's time for San Angelo Time News. Got the finger over there. <laughs> Not that finger. Oh, what was that finger? It was that finger right there. Move it along there, Jackwad. <laughs> All right, so I was going to say before I got the finger there. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> Did you not... Use your finger in a gesture? Well, not the finger you're making it sound like. I didn't. You're, you've got a dirty mind over there, I guess. I don't know what you're thinking. Um, the reason we're doing our podcast tonight is tomorrow we're taking a road trip and meeting up with uh, Mickey and Bruce in Petoskey. Yeah. Um, we were going to meet in Grayling. Um, to go to a restaurant, but apparently that restaurant is closed permanently. So. Permanently closed. So, uh, so we decided um, that we'd go to uh, Petoskey. Now, are we going to the Petoskey Brewing Company? Is that where we're going, or are we going to? to I think Beards? we're going to Beards. Okay. Yeah, and um, I'm super excited. Uh, like, I felt kind of like weird to pick Petoskey, but I always pick Petoskey. I love Petoskey. Petoskey is beautiful. It's a nice uh, town. It's 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 you kind of get to mingle with the uh, the people that are a little bit more well off. People in Petoskey get a little cashola, so you get to hang out with those folks. But it's yeah, it's a nice town. There's lots of stuff to do, and it's pretty. So it's really uh, pretty. And that Beard's place is right on the water, so you get to um, overlook the water. And uh, we went there. Was it last week? We went there. Was it last week? We went to Petoskey too. I think it was last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we went uh, last week. Um, uh, a couple reasons we went down. Uh, one, we had to stop in um, St. Ignace. Mm-hmm. Um, my ring. Your wedding I think I, ring. I think I mentioned it last week. Yeah, your wedding ring. It was, uh, was in the shape of an oval. Um, well, they called this week and said that it's ready now. Mm-hmm. It's been fixed. Uh, but also this week, I got my uh, sweet new, uh, um, what is this? Uh, silicone. Silicone ring. And so, ENSO. Yeah, this is great. It's it's thinner than I thought. I thought it would be like a harder plastic rubber silicone thing. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's great. It works great. I'll I'll use this, or if you buy me another one or whatever, they're not that expensive. I might buy a couple. Um, wear those when I'm DJing because then I don't have to worry about bending it. When you're carrying all when your I'm carrying equipment. heavy equipment and everything. So which is what happened. 
with the uh, the regular wedding ring. So, yeah, that's why it was an oval. So yeah, so um, so I'm glad that's got fixed. It didn't take. I thought it was going to take them like three or four weeks, but they got it. They called me this week and said it was ready. So so we dropped that off in St. Ignace last, last week. week. Mm-hmm. And so we'll pick it up tomorrow. Um, we'll have to pick it up on the way back, I guess. Why? What time did they open? I don't know, but I know I don't think they. I think they're closing at three. So. Well, what time did they open though? Uh, You'll have to look it up. Seriously, right now, the second. (laughs) I mean, why not? I mean, I can. You can talk while I'm looking it up. Well, um, so the Enso ring is um, it's like a dark color, not more of like a gray. Do you think you'd want one of these? Maybe. Some of them are really cute. The one you got is it's plain. It's kind of a dark. Well, you got me this one because you weren't sure there was the. I didn't know if it would fit you or not. And it does. It's a little weird to put it on. You have to kind of um, work it, work it off because it is rubberized, you know. But, but it fits uh, really well. But they had these really nice, um, same brand E N S O and so rings. They had these really nice, um, like a Star Wars collection. Yeah, I would mind. Uh... My favorite too. Even though they're not my favorite two Star Wars characters, but my favorite two Enso rings were the um, R2-D2 and the C-3PO rings. Yeah. Uh, the uh, R2-D2 one was blue and the C-3PO was obviously gold. gold. So, yeah. But they had the little, uh, like the engraving of their profile on it or something like that, which I thought was kind of cool. So. Well, I don't know if, I don't think R2-D2's actually looked like his profile, but it had little markings yeah. Like he does. So if anybody wants to Google that, um, they're super cute rings. But yeah, now Mark's got something to wear um, instead of his gold wedding ring when he's uh, doing heavy work. Yeah. This will be great. Yeah, And I never even would have thought before that carrying speakers and other crap like that would bend that ring like that. Yeah. I just never even thought of it. Right. Until just last week, it was, like I mentioned on the podcast last week, it looked like a racetrack. You know, it was mm-hmm. kind of ovally, so. But, um, yeah, so hopefully we'll be able to pick that up tomorrow. So I'm, Yeah. I'm um, last weekend, the weather was just beautiful. Was it last weekend or two weekends I'm ago? I'm sure it was last weekend, man. The weather was perfect. And, um, honestly, we've had snow since then. Yeah, we did have snow this week, yeah. And in the mornings, I go to get into my car, and there's all this frost on mm-hmm. my car. And it reminds me, although never when I'm out there, that I really need to look up my gloves. Uh, your what? My gloves. What about them? I need to look, find them. Oh. Well, they're probably in the glove bin there. Don't we have a bin? No, I don't like to keep mine there. 11 to 4 tomorrow, they're open. Oh, okay. So if we don't get it tomorrow, I can drive down to St. Ignace one day this week and get it. Or next week or whatever. Well, I'm not uh, I'm not working on Friday next week. Yeah. Well, that goes into another news thing, though. So the big show's coming up next weekend. Which big show? The big show that I'm in at the Sioux Theater. Oh. Okay, I forgot about that. Next Saturday and Sunday, yeah. Yeah, which um, 
I'm not super excited about you uh, shaving your face. Well, I was wondering if I just shaved it down just real light and everything, like right, like real short. I think you could do that. You know, and then maybe... Or the other thing, too, is maybe I just... Uh, when I do that one scene, I wear a mask. I don't know. I can sing with a mask. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But uh, why don't you tell our, our listeners... So okay, so the uh, um, I think we mentioned this before. The um, Sioux Theater is doing this show called um, All Together now. I think it's called All Together now, but it's a show that's going on across the country and actually in Canada too. Uh, they got the uh, rights; they didn't have to pay for them to all these different songs from these Broadway shows mm-hmm. like Wicked and Fiddler on the Roof and Guys and Dolls and some Abba Moop. Broadway show or something like that, you know, a bunch of them. You mean Mamma Mia? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is, but because I know they're singing a an ABBA song. Okay. Um. But and it's a it's a fundraiser, but you only can do it next weekend. So, like, I know over in Sioux, Ontario, they're doing it next weekend. I know that the down in Wabash, where I voice track the radio station down there, they're doing it down there next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we're doing it at the Sioux Theater. So there's about uh, 30 people that are participating in it. Most of them are kids. You know, most of them are younger um, singers and stuff. But there's a few um, of us older folks that are that are involved in it, too. And I'm singing in um, three songs. So I'm singing in um, the um, Consider Yourself from Oliver. Uh, I'm doing my solo in my two, solo in two songs. Um the uh, Guys and Dolls song, uh, Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. Which you did in Which I did in, in, we actually did Guys and Dolls several years ago um, at the Sioux Theater. And I, I think Holly was like 12 because we used to make jokes about Holly and then this other girl who was the same age, Melina. Um, and they were both in the, um, what was that called? The, the hot box the girls. The hot box dancers. You were a hot box dancer. I know, but I'm I was an adult and these girls had to throw their clothes off. But now that I say that, yeah. they had they had um the uh dancing uh what are those called? The dancing garment. Um Leotards. Leotards. And yeah. they weren't like nude color, they were they were the black ones. Right. So, I mean, even though they were tossing their clothes off right. to the um, to the gentlemen in the mm. club, which the gentlemen were mostly boys. boys. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it was very innocent. But, but uh, we, we laughed about that. But I was in that show and did the song, Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat, as the character Nicely Nicely. And that song is one of the songs that was licensed to this show. And so... Mm-hmm. Which was kind of like how it started me getting involved in it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but then the other song that they're in, they're doing is a song from uh, Hairspray called uh, "You Can't Stop the Beat," which is the big dance number and everything in Hairspray. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've told you before that would be a show that I'd really like to do, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted to play the part of uh, um, Ed Trace, Turn- Tracy Turnblatt's mother, right? Because it's always always been played by a man, you right. know. I mean, in on Broadway in the movie version, every time it's always a man who plays that right. part, right? And you know, and and it's not like a drag role because like she's a a woman, 
Right. She's yeah. So she's literally Tracy's she's a, mother. Tracy's mother and everything. It just has always been a tradition. I don't know how that I don't know the, the history of it. Why a man plays that part? Yeah, but it I always has been. I don't know either. Like in the movie, it was John Travolta, and so. But here's my thing. So so anyway, so I'm playing Edna Turnblad in that song. Here's my thing. Okay, you're you're doing three shows. It's not even the whole show of the movie Hairspray or the show Hairspray. Right. It's, it's just one just song from it. One so. song. Yeah. It's kind of like it, it's it's a I, musical review. Is it, what it I is, don't so. think that like it's the world's gonna stop if you don't shave your face. But if you dressed in the dress and uh, well, yeah, I'm gonna dress in the dress for sure. And now I found out that it's got to be a black dress because we're not wearing costumes in the show. We're just all wearing black. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, like, so in all the, when we do the Oliver song, I'm gonna wear like an like a cap, you know, but I'm still being black, you know. So I said, well, I got. I guess I got to find a black dress for Edna Turnblad. So. Well, I hope they find one for you from their well, costume. They're, they're going to look. And I said I would look at like Goodwill or something like that and see if I could and find And I also so. hope that even though you're going to wear a dress, that it's like a flattering dress and not, <laughs> not something that hugs. If you're going to dress up like a woman, Mark, I... I don't want it to hug you in the wrong places and we're, extenuate... We're, certain aspects now all us ladies have certain aspects that we don't want accentuated what what parts don't i want accentuated what do you mean well you just said you don't want you said you hope that it didn't accentuate certain parts and i don't know which parts i need to not get accentuated you you don't know no i don't you have a belly yeah but hopefully my boobs will overcompensate for that so i'm hoping that it'll be do you have boobs I apparently have to. Uh, yeah, I'm a woman. I'm going to have to have boobs. Well, you don't have any boobs. Well, I'm going to have to have fake ones. Okay. I guess. I don't know. So I personally don't feel that you actually need to shave all the way down. But why don't you tell our listeners what our agreement is? So, you, so Sharon. I don't want you to shave, obviously. So, so the only reason, I, the only way I can shave and again, it's not like I haven't shaved before. I know, but I never enjoy that period of Greek growth. Neither do I. It, it's just like crazy. So that's why I said maybe I'll just go down. If I just go down to a nub, then I won't have the itchy part. So, And I've shaved it pretty sh- short before. So I was wondering, too, if I were to shave it shorter and put some like makeup on it, do you think that would make it? Look weird? I think it would make it look weird. I think it would make it stand out even more if you put makeup on you. Well, I thought maybe like some concealer like, or something like that. Like, let's just, you know how they have, what is it called, the fourth wall that people, actors break when they look right at the camera and talk to it? Let's just make a wall of like, okay, he's got his dress on and... Of course, it He's might be more funny if, me, if with me coming out with a beard. I think we are just making too much out of the beard. I think it's three. You're seconds. the one who's making. I mean, I mean, I'm not. You're the one who says well, you don't really want you to shave it. Which I mean, me, I don't really care. I know, but I'm the I'm your wife. I have to <laughs> look at you. You you have to look at me. Wow. Well, there it is, right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the poor woman has to look at me. I prefer you with your facial hair. Uh, but it's still me. 
it's still you. If you had alopecia and you lost all your hair and your eyebrows, I'd be like, Sayonara, sucker! I'd still love you. You just love, wouldn't look at me, right? Here, Mark, here's a, a brown paper bag. Stick it over that ugly mug of yours. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure something and, and out. And honestly, they have a million old clothes from the theater. Right. So I'm not going to worry about it. Um, anyway, um, so that's going on next weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we spent an awful lot of time on that, by the way. Didn't really mean to do that. Um, any other uh, big news you got going on over there? I don't have any news. I Nothing? Like, I spent so much time. I feel like I spent so much time at work last week. I didn't spend, well, not till the last day. I didn't really spend any extra time at work last week. It, yesterday I, I worked when I worked extra, but. And yesterday was a long shift, and we were busy the whole day. Like, Janelle and I actually had to just sit down and eat, even though there were right people sure. still needing help. Sorry you're bleeding over there. We got to eat. Nobody was bleeding. <laughs> I'm just joking. I know. I'm just joking. Uh, God. You had a we, sense of humor. Oh, my gosh. We were so busy all day. Right. And I have just worked so much mm-hmm. and I worked this week in a, a one different office and I, I was working with the pediatrician mm-hmm. and he was pretty cool. I've never worked in that office. And it, well, is he a new, t- new uh, doctor? Yeah. And honestly, I had never even met him before. I just showed up to work and What's met him, name? Dr. Paulson I met him that day, um, but he was very nice, mm-hmm. and it was really it was really fine. Um, but as somebody who's not really, I mean, we had training in peds like in school, um, but you know, I haven't really. Was there a pediatrician here before he came, or did we not have a pediatrician? Doctor Beckman. Well, I don't. See, I don't know. I'm, been so long since the kids have been. He's been here for a long time, and then there was Doctor Newhouse, but um, she retired. Mm. And now we also have um, uh, Jen McMaster, and I don't remember. I think she's an NP, mm. but she might be a PA. So don't mm. quote me on either of those. Um, but she's she works with the kids too. But here's the thing: I feel like. And the only reason they they put me in that office was because we are very short-staffed. And uh, the doctor I normally work with was on vacation. But, um, you know, some of these kids needed their... um, They were having well-child exams, so they had to get shots. Mm -hmm. And I I have access to print what they call a micker. Um, M-C-I-R, and it's the Michigan Immunization Registry. I don't know what the C stands for, honestly, just off the top of my head. But um, anytime anyone gets a shot in Michigan, it goes into Maker. Mm -hmm. And so um, you can just 
print up a you know person's shot record. Right. So I have access to that, um, and I can print someone's shot record, and I can look at it, and just like if I stare at it long enough, I can figure out, oh, yeah, they need this shot or that shot, but I just don't know enough about it. So, um, Well, it's something you don't deal with on a regular basis, right? Not at all. Not at all. And um, so when they were like, and we had two kids that needed shots, and um, luckily, there was a couple nurses in that office that um, were very helpful. Right. That's good. Yeah. I mean, they just, like, bent over backwards to help me, which was so appreciated because some offices, and I'm not saying, like, where I work now, but, like, in my past, I've been to offices where the nurses weren't so helpful. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of leave you to sink. And one of the nurses said something to me um, that day when I was just like, like, because when he would be like, oh, this person needs their shots. And I knew there was another patient coming in pretty soon that I had to get ready for. So I would get like a little bit stressed out. And um, these other two nurses did not let me. Um, sink. They helped me. And then the one nurse later in the day, she said, you know, she goes, we appreciate anybody that comes in to help. She said, so we're not going to let you, you know, sink. Sure. Well, that's good. That's a good attitude to have. It was very nice. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yes, I did work um, an extra 10 hours this week. And that yesterday was so busy, but I also feel like because, you know, like I'm in a different office, Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, I don't, there's not really any rhyme or reason. Typically I work with the pain doctor three days a a week and I work with uh, Terry Malloy one day a week, Mm -hmm. typically, but Mm -hmm. these last couple of weeks haven't been super typical and I'm just tired. Sure. Um, I hope that doesn't sound whiny because no. I really do love um I love working at the hospital. Right. I think that I get treated really well and And you're a good nurse. Thank you. I mean I I, I mean you've never been my nurse, but I know your disposition. I always give you a flu shot every year. Right. <laughs> and uh, and you just did by the way. Um and it was fine. But the uh, um but I've, you know, other people have come up to me and said, "Oh, your wife's such a good nurse." So, blah, 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 you know, so, so I've well, heard it from other people unsolicited. You know, that's really nice, mm-hmm. and I always appreciate that. But I do like where I work. I right. do appreciate the way mm-hmm. I've been treated at War Memorial. Um, and you know, times are tough for everyone right sure. now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I admit I'm tired, and yeah. Things have been a little crazy, but um, but I do really like where I work, and I feel like I'm lucky, um, right, to always be put in positions. Even though I'm not super like, oh, I don't know this office, but I feel like I'm lucky to be put into these positions where you know. Well, I guess the, the one thing, you, the one the way the way you could look at it is it's apparently you know people trust you to be able to be flexible. And to uh, 
to work in different offices, you know, whereas maybe some other people might not be as flexible or might it might be as adaptable, you know, so. Oh, possibly. Maybe they look at you like, hey, well, she's a team player and she's uh, always willing to, you know, to step up and help out where need be. And that's nothing wrong with that, right? Maybe. So. I, you know, I don't, I don't really know um, how Of course, how it could be the other their... way. It could be the other way, like, oh, Sharon drew the short straw again. She's going there, you know, or. I don't know how they do their, like, how they pick who goes where. I know it's very stressful uh, for my bosses right now. Well, because you guys are short-staffed. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, I And understand. that's like everywhere across the country, it's not yes. like in healthcare. Yep. Well, not just healthcare. Well, but I mean, we're talking about healthcare, so. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know about other industries or whatever. I'm sure there are shortages in other industries as well. That I've, Some of them have been on the news, but, you know. We were just talking about you, so that's why I mentioned. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that um, I think that most places need mm-hmm. people to work. Anything else on that? Mm, no. Okay, so uh, you know what tonight is, right? Uh, Friday, no, Saturday. It's, it's see, it's I don't Saturday. even know. It's Saturday, but do you know what happens tonight? Is it daylight savings time? Well, we we leave daylight savings time. So we daylight savings time so ends I tonight. Get to sleep an extra. You get hour. an extra hour of sleep. Tonight. Good because even though I am looking forward to our little Petoskey trip, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing my bestie Mickey and and Bruce. Um, do you like daylight savings time? I do not like the spring forward, mm-hmm. which is like when we go to, into daylight savings time. I like to sleep in. But what if you could just like just not change the clocks? Would that be fine with you? Mm, I don't know. I've I was thinking about that because mm-hmm. th- they were talking about that on the news the other day. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd talk about it on the podcast because by the time everybody listens to this, they will have already changed their their clocks back. I would assume, unless somebody's going to listen to this late tonight. Um, I just want to throw this in though. Okay, go ahead. I throw it in. Did not want to get up early. On my day off. Today? Even, even No, tomorrow. Oh. Even though I am going to see my bestie and I'm looking forward to the trip, I mm. was like... Oh. You're, when, when Mickey said, oh, we're going to meet at 11.30, or th- why didn't you just come back and say, can't we do it at 1? Why didn't you just switch? And, you know, why didn't you take control of the situation? Why? Well, I don't know. I already got to pick where we're going. Oh. Okay. Um, a new poll, 63% of people want to eliminate daylight savings time. Yeah. Forever. I saw I on the news they were talking. 16% want to continue, 21% aren't sure. What about you? I don't really care. Doesn't bother me. You don't care. I'm tired all the time anyways, it doesn't make any difference to me. Well, I mean sometimes you're going to work and it's pitch black out. Right. But and it's not like if we did. Sometimes you're coming home from work at like 5 p.m. and it's pitch black out. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, what I mean I don't mind the fact that daylight savings time kind of makes us feel like we have a longer day. Yeah. Like daylight hours. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that, but I sure hate getting up early in the springtime. Like if I normally get up at five in the morning mm-hmm. and then I have to get up at four in the morning and pretend it's five in the morning. Yeah. I don't like that. You don't, huh? I like my sleep. And I saw um, 
Mickey posted a picture on Facebook about um, like the sunrise. Yeah. And it was beautiful, but I don't know if I really... <laughs> I don't mind just looking at those pictures on Facebook versus right. getting well, up for a real right. sunrise. Um, yeah, so so daylight savings time happening tonight. Um, also, an interesting side thing to that, um, as we change the clocks back, getting darker earlier, that means a lot of uh, people are also doing more nighttime snacking, apparently. Apparently, to a new, according to a new survey, 79% say they their cravings for snacks increase when it gets dark earlier. Huh. Nine out of ten of a snack between dinner and going to bed. Well, I don't, I'm trying not to snack as much. Mm. And I, um, I wrote in my bullet journal. Oh yeah. What did you bullet about? I put in that, you know, like goals. Mm -hmm. I want to start walking every day again. Oh, okay. Like we used to. Or, and I was thinking, you know, like when it gets cold out, we could walk inside like at the Norris Center. Sure. Or the Big Bear. Sure. We could do that. Um, the top five foods we crave the most, candy, popcorn, chips, cookies, and ice cream. Ice cream's number one. Cookies, for sure. Um, and then for salty snacks, I love my Pirate's Booty. Yeah, that would probably fall under the chip category. I suppose, but it's not really a Because it's not like chip. specific, you know, so... Right, but cookies are my number one favorite. Yeah. You just bought some cookies. Pepperidge Farm. Um, the Milano ones. The dark chocolate, double double dark chocolate Milanos. Oh. Like those, huh? I love those. Yeah. And thanks for sharing with me, by the way. I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, let see some other news. You want me to do some other news that we came across yeah. here? Okay. Yeah. Um, this one is for, I would say for Brandon, a little story that kind of goes with Brandon, a kid up in Alberta, Canada, 17 mm-hmm. year old boy named Jesse Bradford. He's a, from Brooks, Alberta, just broke the Guinness book of world records, solving 300 Rubik's cubes while keeping his balance on a unicycle. Holy, how long did that take? Wait a minute. Brandon does his like in a minute. Maybe a little more than a minute. I don't know his actual time. Two hours, 13 minutes. That's it a took lot, him. but that's 300. 300 Rubik's Cubes while riding his unicycle. The previous record was 250, which was set by Caleb McAvoy of the U.S. back in 2018. Now you watch. Within the next couple of weeks, we're going to get a message from Brandon yeah. sending us a picture. Hey, like my new unicycle. Like my new unicycle that I bought. Look at this. <laughs> I just got my unicycle. <laughs> And I just bought a case of Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> 300 in two hours and 13 minutes. That, I mean, I can't imagine sitting down and solving one in two hours and 13 minutes, people let alone. People are going to listen to this. People that don't know us, they're going to listen to the People that do know us, they know Brandon. Right. But people that don't know us are going to listen to this and say, you know, this Brandon kid is... Is he really, would he really do something like that? And the answer is yes, he would. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes, he would. Brandon's mm-hmm. so, um, 
he likes he likes things that are different. True, he does. Mm-hmm. He's he's a he's a very interesting young man. He's not a kid. He's twenty. He's gonna be twenty six. Yeah. Soon. In a couple of weeks, about a month. Month from today. Is yeah. Today? Month from tomorrow, I think. The seventh. Yep. Month from tomorrow. He was born December 7th, mm-hmm. 1995. And day that will live in infamy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the day, or well, no, it, what was the actual day of that big snowstorm in Sault Ste. Marie in the winter? It was that weekend. It was, it the, was that weekend. It was the, I think it was the 5th, 6th, and 7th, I think. Because I, I was here for that. So. I was in the hospital after having him. And Brandon was an emergency C-section. Mm-hmm. And I was in Colorado. He was born in Colorado Springs. I think it was Penrose Hospital, if I'm not mistaken. And because he was a C-section baby, I had mm-hmm. to I had to stay. Um, and I was in the hospital after I had him that night. And yeah. Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan had made the national news. And that's how Brandon came into the world. He was in Colorado, but that was our hometown. Right. So maybe that's why Brandon is so um, unique and Mm -hmm. um, individual. So that was the um, uh, 209 inches, 62 inches fell. That's um, how tall I am, 62 inches. Fell during a continuous five-day snowstorm. So 28 inches fell in 24 hours. And even though Brandon wasn't born here, and I'm grateful he wasn't. Because yeah, could you imagine? I had to be, it was emergency C-section. Right. What, what if I couldn't have gotten to the hospital? That was not a, that was not a fun night, man. I remember that. I was at the, uh, the bar that night, and... Um, by the time the bar closed at 2 o'clock and I was driving home, the snow was coming up over the roof of the hood of my car. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Spent the whole weekend shoveling. It was so bad. I couldn't get out to the, the radio station not in, on Mackinac Trail at the time. So, I think, and you know, this is one of the reasons, you know, when your parents pass away that it sucks because you can't call them to, to do the fact checking. Right. But I think my mom had to work and that she had been getting ready to go to work and that my dad mm-hmm. had gone out to um, shovel or something and he went out the back door and said, no, you're not going to work. Yeah. But I also heard stories of people who were at work. Mm-hmm. Who got stranded. Who got stranded and we couldn't, had, couldn't come home. We had a, a guy um, who used to work for us. He's passed away since then. His name is Ken Stockfish. And he used, he was a part-timer at the radio station, and he used to come up from St. Ignace to work at the radio station. And this was the little building out on Mackinac Trail. And he came up that Friday to board up a game, I think. Couldn't leave. Couldn't get out. And nobody could get there. He had to stay there the whole weekend. How did he eat? There was apparently enough food and different people's, you know, in, in the in the dinky little crap kitchen and he found enough stuff in the in the building to to eat he couldn't get out till sunday i imagine you guys had a bathroom in that building oh we had two of them yeah we had a men's and women's bathroom yeah two bathrooms in that little little tiny building yeah i know it's ridiculous but 
um, yeah, he found enough food to survive, and um, we could. I couldn't get. I couldn't get out to the station until Sunday. So, I I don't know, but I think if you worked at Kiwanin at that time, that you got to stay in their hotel. Well, la da for free. For, well, it makes sense. I mean, if nobody else could come in, and you were what if they were like jerks and they they were like, oh, you want to stay? We'll, we'll give you a discounted rate. Yeah, we'll give you ten percent off your room. That would be that would suck. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry, I way digressed on that, but that's okay. But yeah, but it kind of leads us into our next story. Brandon is a very unique young man, and he For was sure. born. On the infamous weekend. <laughs> of the big snowstorm. Uh, we're talking about another storm, um, the anniversary of which is coming up this Wednesday. Yes, and if you're from our um, neck of the woods, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty, uh, even all these years later, it's pretty pretty close to your heart. Right, and, and the weird thing is, being a transplant here, I knew the song about the Edmund Fitzgerald. It was a big hit for... You know, Gordon Lightfoot. It, it was a big hit, but oh my gosh, Ugh, that song drives me insane. It gets in your head and it doesn't right. and I leave. Can't, right, but um, he, uh, um, I didn't know that the Edmund, when I moved up here, I had no, no clue about the Edmund Fitzgerald being so close to Sault Ste. Marie. You know, I didn't realize it, you know. Really? Yeah. D- did you know it was a real shipwreck? Um, I don't even knew, know if I knew that. Like I mean, you knew there was a song. I knew there was about a song, a, a shiprock, right? But, but I, did I don't you know think it was a real story. No, no. And I remember the uh, the first year I was here because I moved here in 1994, and it would have been Labor Day weekend that weekend. So it would have been a few months before the anniversary, and um, and that would have been what the nineteenth uh, anniversary then. That would have been 1994. Yeah. I don't know. It was 75. So, 19, yeah. So, that would have been 19 years prior. Um, and I remember um, two people that worked at the radio station. One was on the air. One was a salesperson. I won't mention their names because I don't want to. But anyway, um, the one person that was on the air was playing the song. And then they were kind of having like a little, you know, like a little moment in the studio. And I'm and it threw me out like what's what the hell is that all about it's like oh yeah didn't you know the Edmund Fitzgerald went down just you know like 10 miles from here what no clue hmm. so I learned about that and obviously I've learned since then about the a uh, little bit more of the history about it and um, yeah you can't escape the history if you live here because but I always think you're it's, gonna hear something but about I always it. think I, I always really find it fascinating to hear your story because you would have been 13 mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And you always you have a great story about being out to dinner the night of the storm. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was, I'm always fascinated when you tell that story. Well, now I'm going to tell that story. Well, good. And it's, hopefully it's still fascinating. Well, it, it does, does me. I don't know, but I don't care about anybody else. I, I was, I'm always well, completely interested in it. My parents uh, took us out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which, where, you, where did you go? We went to the Harvest Table restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is the building that used to be the radio station. Yeah. It was the Harvest Table first. It then was, it was Mr. B's. Then it was a couple other restaurants. There, I think there were a series of failed restaurants in that building. But it was built to be the Harvest Table restaurant. Well, I don't know if that's the original. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just know when I was a kid. It was the Harvest Table. It was table. the Harvest Table restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, So you guys were having dinner there that yeah, night. Yeah. And I don't remember it storming when we went. I don't remember if it was windy. I thought you told me something one time when we were at the, when the radio station was in that building that you remember sitting in a booth and the windows were Yeah, but rattling. that's when we were in the restaurant. Right. But I mean before when my dad oh. took us out to dinner. Yeah, maybe it, maybe I don't it was... remember if the if it was storming or not. Mm-hmm. But I do remember that while we were in in the restaurant, I remember the and there was the one full wall was Windows, right? Windows, mm-hmm. and the the wind was blowing so hard that the windows were like bowing, wobbling back and, and forth. And then, um, I remember being like, "Whoa!" You know, like, and I think my mom was a little nervous too. I think my dad. Well, was, your mom doesn't like didn't like storms, so not at all, right? And I which think I learned later in life. But. I think my dad was kind of poo-pooing it mm-hmm. but well, even, he'd been in the navy and in the in the coast guard he'd probably seen plenty of crap like that and figured out this is nothing. yeah he was out on the water a right. ton mm-hmm. over the years right um but uh then when you know they wanted to get home so uh my dad went and paid the bill and my brother and i went out to get into the car mm-hmm. and the wind had blown the letters off of the sign Wow! for the Harvest Table restaurant. Mm-hmm. And my brother and I ran around the parking lot and picked up the letters oh. and brought them into the restaurant. That was nice of you. And uh, when we got home, our cat, and yes, I've always been a cat person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, a black cat named Charlie, and we used to call him Charlie Eat because even when that cow is upstairs in the house and you just said quietly downstairs, Charlie, eat, that cow would come running down the stairs and he'd try to turn that corner at the bottom of the stairs and he'd never make it and he'd always smack into the door. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Charlie, eat. Is this in your house on Swinton Street? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Charlie, uh, we got home, he was hiding. Right, behind the couch, and he was making that noise like Hazel makes when she's the low growl. No, not the low growl. The one that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like you know that one. The one when we pull in the driveway and she's in the window. She (laughs) and it's like really sorrowful, like yeah, like she's she's getting mournful. Yeah. Yeah, so Hot he poker stuck in her backside and we could get him out from behind that couch because the storm was so bad, and that was in Sault Ste. Marie. Mm. That wasn't. I mean, I couldn't even imagine being on the water. Well, and I had heard, and maybe it was you who told me. I don't know. Somebody told me that like Portage Avenue was starting to flood and everything. The water was coming up out of the locks and and uh, onto Portage, and it was quite, you know. A lot of water there on Portage Avenue, too. So I um, obviously, after my story, you know, I did not go down Portage Street, right? But I can certainly imagine that, especially remember the summer when we were on Portage and there was a a, a storm mm-hmm. and how much water, sure, yeah. 
Well, and and uh, but you know if that water was if the wind was blowing the water into the the lock system or whatever, just too much water and everything just coming up to overrun. Yeah, yeah. So. But um, yeah. So this Wednesday, the tenth of November, is the forty uh, sixth anniversary. Crazy uh, forty six years of the uh, sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. So mm-hmm. they're going to be having a. Uh, um, ceremony although this year they're going to be doing it virtually again uh, i'm going to actually have an interview with the guy who's the uh um, executive director of the great lakes shipwreck historical society who is that i can't remember his name it's not mr farnquist oh it's a uh, um somebody with the last name of lynn okay like a bruce lynn maybe or brian lynn Something like okay. that. Um, so I'm I'm actually recording it on Monday and then going to play it back on Wednesday, the morning of the so anniversary. So, do you want to give just a super quick uh, recap kind of story of, of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Well, I mean, yeah. So I mean, the uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald. It uh, well, if you heard the song, I mean, the song pretty much tells the story. I know, but you know what? I can't even. I can't even, right now, I've got that stupid song running through my head. And I apologize, Gordon Lightfoot, I apologize for calling your song stupid. It was a very big hit. And, well, and, I'm, and I mean no disrespect, but oh my gosh, that song in but, my head, even just thinking about the song. But the the, in the ship, uh, basically, I think they basically think that uh, it, uh, it took on water and um, it snapped in half and then went down so um but it was a big ship I mean, apparently it was one of the biggest ones uh on the great lakes at the time so you know but it must have been a i can't even imagine that storm but the funny thing that i mean not funny thing but the interesting thing is that that's i mean when you think of shipwrecks on the great lakes that would be number one right the one but i mean i was doing a little research and there's been over six thousand ships over the years that have been recorded as shipwrecks on the Great Lakes. Really? 6,000. Yeah. Does that number, does it surprise you? It kind of surprises me. Well, I mean, and that, those are just the ones that are recorded. You know, it, I mean. It kind of surprises me, but if you think about Lake Superior and how well, large that but, body so, of water is. Well, here's an interesting thing that I found, though. Of all the five Great Lakes, which lake do you think has the most shipwrecks? Well, I would assume Superior, because it's the biggest one, but right? But you're going to tell me it's not. Lake Erie. Lake Ew, is that why they call it Erie? I don't know that that's why they call it. I do know that Lake Erie is the most sha- the shallowest of the Great Lakes, so. It yeah. used to be super polluted. Did you know that? That doesn't surprise me. It's um, by Cleveland, so. They cleaned it up yeah. years ago. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's, uh, it's, you know, and... They say, you know, there's a lot of them that they don't even know where they are. You know, they know that there's a sh- there was a shipwreck and it was recorded somewhere or whatever, but they have no clue where they're at, so. Yeah. I mean, the number, the actual number surprises me, but when I think about, you know, the Great Lakes, and it's I think not they really that surprising. About 6,000 shipwrecks and about 30,000 people have died in shipwrecks on the Great Lakes, so. Wow. Yeah, so. But uh, obviously, and I think that the reason the Edmund Fitzgerald is probably so popular is because of the song, don't you? Maybe. I mean, I mean, I, 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 that's going to be one of my questions for my interview. Is that you know? Why, I mean, is is that the reason? I mean, because I mean, 
obviously I'd heard the song, you know, and I was in New York. Right. The song was really popular. Right. You know, but um so I don't know. But it's it, it's a it's um it's a, a and there's a, apparently a lot of the family members of those uh men who lost their lives on the Edmund Fitzgerald will be there at the uh, or be part- participating in the uh in that uh, ceremony, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. I don't. I, mean, I don't really know enough about it to really say anything else about it. So, I mean, I, I've I've watched documentaries about it or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just kind of weird that it's you know that it again. Up until moving here, I never knew that the, you know, and I think when I've talked to other people about. Oh, you know, so, you know, it's come up in conversation with other people that don't live here that I talk to. I'm like, oh, you know, the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah. Well, I said, well, that's about 10 miles from where I'm at right now. You know, I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that, you know. So, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, I don't know that, you know, because it never mentions Sault Ste. Marie in the song. I think, I think um, anyone who was alive, and not just like babies, but, you know, alive at that time, I sure. think most people around here, remember right and, that day and i would imagine that imagine for those people that were um because i've heard some of the radio recording of the radio people trying to figure out what happened and everything i mean it must have been i mean just a frantic night and everything because obviously this there's this huge storm and there were other ships out there you know that were in the vicinity but they're trying to protect their own ship and their own crew you know so Right. You know, but they didn't, but a lot of them turned around and, and went back to try to look for the, the Fitzgerald. So, you know, which must have been, had to have been completely scary because, I mean, you know, there's a, a ship that maybe has, has gone, you know, has had a, a wreck or whatever, and it's a really bad storm. And now I got to take my ship and go look for it. You know, I mean, that's, that's going to be tough. I've seen like, I've seen like um, on TV, like what it looked like from, the like submarine dive. Oh yeah, when they go down to see this, it's yeah. so creepy. Sure. Well, it's it's a... so dark down there, well, and yeah. it's so mm-hmm. like like all that slimy stuff and 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 little sea creatures, and mm-hmm. it's just the creepiest thing. And I, I mean, to me, not only like when these guys were, you know, still alive and probably knew that they were going to meet their maker. Mm-hmm. Um. Not only that, how terrifying that must have been, but also the fact that you know you're going down forever, or mm-hmm. you're you're gonna live forever mm-hmm. in the creepy water, right? You know, obviously, you know, bodies <laughs> decompose mm-hmm. and all of that, but you right. know, like to me, that's just—it's not only a terrifying story, but it's terrifying after. Right, like I could write a ghost story just from the feeling I get from watching those, um, those video. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's it's a uh, not for the. I mean, I would think that that type of work not you got to be have the right uh, constitution for it. You know, yeah, uh, hmm. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh no, me either. no way. No, well, yeah, it would be. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, so that that anniversary is coming up uh, this week. So forty six years. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that means I'm old because you just said I was thirteen. Well, you do the math, <laughs> and you're fifty nine now. So 
Yeah, I still look pretty good for 59. Yeah, not bad for an old broad. <laughs> so, all right, um, you want to take a break? Yeah, we've uh, we've got almost our whole show done. I know at this point. So we got to talk about what are we watching, and uh, we'll uh, do that coming up after a quick word from our sponsors. Beck's Baked Beans has been a family-owned, honest baked bean company since 1923. We have perfected our secret family recipe through decades of love and craftsmanship. Only wholehearted, healthy ingredients go into our wide variety of flavors. Beck's Baked Beans pride themselves on being the best baked bean company, offering the most delicate ingredients while also offering the lowest price. It has been a company moral standard ever since Beck canned the first can of baked beans. They're perfect for family gatherings around the barbecue, a delicious breakfast for the kids before school, or that late night bonfire with your closest friends. We hope you choose us. Beck's Baked Beans, the finest beans around. Well, that was a little silly if you ask me. I think it might be time to get back to the show. What do you think? Thanks for listening to San Angelo Time. Lately, I've been drifting aimlessly. And now it's time for What Are We Watching? Hey, hey, it's time for What Are We Watching? The time of the program where we uh, fill you in on what we're doing when we're not working. Basically, we're watching something on TV. Which you guys probably know that we do a lot of sitting. Yep. We go to work, we sit. Well, I mean, I do. I don't sit all day. Oh, well, you're, you're up on your feet running around taking care of people. I'm just sitting on my butt talking like an idiot. So, Kind of well, like what I'm doing now. Today... Well, you were at work. Yeah, what were you watching? Well, I found something totally accidentally. I okay. Was, I was on YouTube. I love, like, YouTube. You can learn things from YouTube. You love you like can... YouTube or you love YouTube? Because you said you love like YouTube. And I'm trying to figure out what you meant there. I mean, I love YouTube. Okay. I was describing why when you interrupted but, me. I know, but you said you love like YouTube, and I'm like, I didn't understand what that sentence meant. Anyway, <laughs> I love YouTube, <laughs> and I was I was just watching um, how to kind of things. Um, I love watching, like as you know, I'm totally into bullet ju- journaling right now. Um, hopefully that's going to be a habit that sticks, but like, I like watching videos with Ryder, um, Carol, and he talks about that stuff. But anyway, you can learn about anything and my YouTube like feed page Mm -hmm. totally accidentally fed me this movie, um, today. And I was gonna like, it, it came on, like I didn't click it on. It just came on. And I was going to click it off because I did not feel like watching a movie, but I just happened to see one of the comments, mm-hmm. and it said, I love this movie. It said, um, I'm so glad I watched it. Um, it said something about like um, 
I don't remember how it went. Something about like no, not a lot of, not, no sex or something. And then it said, but, um, but a good ending. Uh. And so I thought, ah, what the heck? So I started watching this movie on YouTube and it's called A Good Woman. Uh I've never heard of it ever, but I'm super glad I watched it too. Um, It stars, it was uh, 2000 and, 2004 or 2006, um, some places say it was, oh, United States was released in 2006. Okay. Uh, United Kingdom was released in 2005. Um, But anyway, it stars uh, Helen Hunt Mm -hmm. and Scarlett Johansson. And it's it's, um, 1930 in New York City. Um, but this Helen Hunt character, she finds herself going to Italy. Um, she had to sell her jewelry because she was poor. Okay. And um, she she was the type of woman who would let um, rich men, rich married men, pay her way into right. things. Okay. And then she saw a newspaper article and she said, oh, I found... I found my ticket. So she sold all her jewelry and went to Italy and she started doing work in her magic. And, um, the, it was like a big story about, um, people that were, they were talking about this lady. Her name was, um, Mrs. Erlin and she was stirring up a lot of trouble and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scarlett Johansson played this young woman who was in love with her husband. But then her husband somehow started uh, starting pay- paying this Mrs. Erlin, Helen Hunt's character. Um, so everyone said that they were having an affair. And then Helen or Scarlett Johansson's character starts hanging out with this guy who's always flirting with her. Um, so like it turns into this big, huge thing and, um, I can't say any more in case anyone wants to watch it. But it's called what? It's called A Good Woman. And, um, I am very glad I watched it. I, I've read a few reviews of people who didn't like it. They didn't, Mm. they didn't think Helen Hunt was, even though she's a great actress, which I think she is a great actress, but they didn't think she was um, right for the Mrs. Erlin part. Um, I thought she was great, and I thought Scarlett Johansson was great. And um, this this movie was an adaptation Mm -hmm. um, of the 1892 play Lady Windermere's Fan by Oscar Wilde. Yeah. And they have all these like Oscar Wilde isms in this show, and yeah. it's very good. I thought it was very good. I think those people who wrote those bad reviews were dumb. No, heard so it here. I recommend it. Uh, uh-huh. If you can't find it on streaming, just watch it on YouTube. Huh. Um, we're also watching, still watching uh, the uh, was it the good. What is it? The good what? The good fight. Yeah, the good fight. And um, Ted Lasso, which we got one more episode of Ted. I know. We're in season two, the very second to the last, and we just watched that a little bit before the podcast. Mm -hmm. 
And oh my god. Big cliffhanger there. So we'll have to see what happens. Oh, on the, it's getting early. Yeah, but there's gonna be a season three for it's, sure. It's sad, but it's okay, but it's mm-hmm. heartwarming and, mm-hmm. and there's there's been some goodbyes and there's some will they or won't they. All right. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that ends. Uh, we're still watching uh, The Morning Show. Yes, that one, even though you and I both said that season two isn't as good as season one. Got pretty good all, it all, got of, really good. Good all of a sudden there, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a little bit of a ch- twist in the plot, if you haven't I don't know it. how many more episodes there are in this season. I don't know. But we can't. We can't. Yeah, that one only comes out once a week. So, yeah. So on Fridays, they get a new update. Um, but then pretty soon, we're going to be able to watch um, Star Trek Discovery. That's coming out, uh, I think, November 18th, I want to say, or November 12th, somewhere in there. Well, Sometime this good. month. That'll be good. The new season of that. So we look forward to that. That'll be, you know, we'll be done with Ted Lasso by then. And I remember last time we started watching the new season of the Discovery Um there, the plot had changed so much just because of like a wormhole, right? Like, like literally, it was like watching a different show. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering this season what's going to happen. And I don't really think we're watching much anything else right now. So I'm looking forward. When is Better Call Saul coming back? Better Call Saul and Ozark are all on the horizon. Um, it'll be the last season of both. Um. I don't know which one's going to come out first. So probably not till next year. I don't think it'll be after the holidays that those two will come out. So Rhea Seahorn um, had tweeted something, um, and off the top of my head, and I don't feel like looking it up, but she had tweeted something about about uh, this season of Better Call Saul, and it's the last season. Yep. I think it was something like um, she she just was tweeting about like. This season, you know, like like in a one word tweet or something like that, like a like a ass kicker, or, you know, something like that. Anyway, are you looking up her tweet? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but but she didn't say like why or what, but um, she didn't say if her character is gonna survive. Nobody knows. Like every, it's like. Is Kim Wexler going to survive? That's been the question all the way through Better Call Saul because you never heard of Kim Wexler in Breaking Bad. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that there's other characters that we haven't heard about in Breaking Bad. That doesn't mean they're all dead. I know, but that's the thing. We don't know if she survives or not. Like maybe, We never heard of a, maybe the, the Hamlin guy. That's not what I'm saying. We don't care about the Hamlin guy either. What we wonder, because she was so close to Saul. Right. Or Jimmy. Mm-hmm. She was she was close to Jimmy before he was Saul Goodman. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so we don't know, like. I'm going to go on record right now to say that Kim will survive. Nothing bad. I I mean I th- don't think she's gonna die. I hope she doesn't. I don't think she'll die because I would think that that would mean Saul Goodman. I mean, was way different than in Breaking Bad. Well, she could be dead because of some of Saul's 
enemies. But I, mean, I know, but but I mean, even I think if, if something bad were to happen to Kim, I think Saul would be inconsolable. I don't I don't know that Jimmy could handle anything bad, which means that I don't think he would have shown up in Breaking Bad. I don't think he would have. Well, I get what you're saying, but possibly, like I think that their relationship is over, and I think that that well, yeah, she'll, uh, maybe she'll move away. They but. they don't have that in Breaking Bad, but maybe um maybe the the drug cartel kills her and then yeah, makes I, so, I know just listen stop interrupting we're done pretty much done with our show so we got through a whole show without yelling at each other show's not over yet <laughs> no maybe the drug cartel kills her and then they make Saul work for them that's possible. I, that doesn't sound. I hope they don't kill. I don't. Kim. Th- I don't think kill, Kim dies in the the last season. I don't think so. But we'll see what happens. Um, I'll be shocked if she dies. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, and just like I don't think that. Um, I don't know in Ozark. I don't know who's going to survive that one. So you don't know if Marty's going to survive. Or, I don't know if Marty's going to survive. Or his wife. What's her name? I always want to call her Helen, but that's the lawyer from the last season. Right. Um, that's not her name. Wendy. Wendy, yeah. Wendy. Wendy, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen to Marty and Wendy. But, I mean, I'm sure their kids will survive. I think the kids will be all right. But I don't know what's going to happen to Marty and Wendy. We'll see. Or or that little blonde girl, Ruth. Ruth. Oh, Ruthless. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you. Uh, now, Ruth, I bet dies. I think Ruth will get killed in the last season of, of Ozark. But I don't know what will happen to Marty and Wendy. So we'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but that one will be good too. That'll be a, that'll be on the edge of this edge of your seat to find out how that all wraps up. Both of those uh, wrap up. So um, I wanted to mention, and we didn't mention this in the news, but uh, just real quick, because um, you had mentioned before, and we had no timeline for this but um about the tickets that i got for the concert oh up yeah in um a friend of mine bob shammy who uh, uh sings in the the northland barbershop chorus which i have been a member of um and i'm still a member of the chorus I just haven't sung with him in a couple of years because of covid um the, he uh contacted me he and his wife had purchased tickets to go see james taylor and jackson brown uh, down in Grand Rapids at the be- in in December, and but because of COVID and because of some other things with them, they weren't going to be able to go. So they and they're Canadian, right? And they live in Canada, so which wouldn't have precluded them from going. No, but, the, but it's a pain in the butt. And and the one thing at this concert, you do actually have to provide. You, you have to show your vaccination card and everything. You have to show your proof of vaccination. So we'll have to make sure we have those with us. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, so I just said, basically, we bought the tickets to go see. So they um, were expensive. They were expensive, but we're also six rows from the stage. I know. I'm excited about it. Like uh, this was never something that was on my bucket list. But never. Be, but when the opportunity came up, mm. I was like, oh heck yeah! I know you're a little more excited about Jackson Brown than james taylor james i I know enough james taylor songs and everything and i like him he'll be fine i love james taylor and 
Jackson Brown. Um, and I'm actually, actually, I looked at the, his touring band, uh, James Taylor's touring band. And he has Steve Gadd playing drums, which would be great. Steve Gadd's a great jazz drummer. So, Well, Jackson Brown's album, Running on Empty. Was your first CD you ever that purchased. That was my right? first CD yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mine was? I told you. Do you remember? No. <sighs> Shows how much you care. What was it? I'm not going to tell you now. Well, maybe you could tell the audience. Well, don't tell me. Tell the audience. Now, don't tell Sharon, but my first album that I ever bought on CD, The Police Synchronicity. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a good album, but it's it's not one of my favorites. Didn't ask you. Don't care. It was my, it was my first CD that I bought. Mm-hmm. So... I I like the police. I like them a lot. Good for you. I would see the police if I, I had I the opportunity. I have seen the police, and I've seen Sting solo. I don't know if I'd care for him as much solo as him with, down in, um, with the police. Bloomington, Indiana, at the University of Indiana, or Indiana University. I thought the University of Indiana, it's Indiana University. But um, at Assembly Hall. Okay. Um, so yeah, but, so we're going to see, so I, I, so it was interesting because I ran in, I had saw Roger Parr the other mm-hmm. day. I said, my next three concerts, Genesis, James Taylor with Jackson Brown and Tool. Yeah. <laughs> he laughed, but he agreed. He goes, you got to go see Jackson Brown and, and James Taylor. He goes, they're, they're iconic, you know? So, which is true. So should be a good show. It's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to Genesis, though, big time. Can't wait for that. Oh, me too. So, all right. Anything else there for uh, the crowd nah, there, Lucy? Nah. I think we're good. I think we're good? All right. All right. So get it out of here. Is that your little song? Yeah. I wasn't actually singing a song, so there's nobody has to get after me for a copyright or anything like that. Just a little tune that was in my head. All right, so we're going to go see Mickey and Bruce tomorrow. And don't forget to set your clocks back. Of course, if you're hearing this and you forgot, well, you're way late. too late. Too late. (laughs) You're behind the eight ball. We're sorry to see you go. Why don't you join us again next week? We post an Angel of Time every single Sunday, and we do sure hope we can see you again. Thanks for listening to San Angelo Time.